Blog Talk Radio. Bed Tales, the podcast about Laura Ingalls Wilder and social history, including uh, foodways and one-room schools and all sorts of other interesting everyday things. And I'm your host, Sarah Utoff, the creator and force behind Trundle Bed Tales. And today is a very special episode. Episode 73 is our annual Laura Ingalls Wilder birthday party. And we have had this on-air birthday party. This will be the sixth one. And it's always really a little bit of a roller coaster ride because today, instead of listening to me talk or having a guest, we open it up to have people call in and share their stories and their memories about Laura. So I hope there's a bunch of you out there right now all excited to do that. But before we get to that, it's time for just a little housekeeping. And as always, if you want to listen not on your computer, or if you have a question or just want to listen as you're moving around, you can call in. The number is 714-242-5253. That's 714-242-5253 or toll-free 1-877-633-9389. That's 1-877-633-89. The chat room is open, and as always, you can stream, you can make comments there, you can ask questions, and uh, we're just really glad to have you be part of the show. And we still are going to have one more episode this month uh, that's going to be one of our travel episodes. I don't have a date for it yet, but we've just got uh, lots of stuff lined up for this spring. So stay tuned. Check out uh, our blog at trundlebedtales.wordpress.com for upcoming information. You can also find us on our Facebook page at Trundlebed Tales, our Twitter feed at Trundlebed Tales. Uh, those are the best places for information, but uh, we also have a presence on uh, Google Plus and on YouTube and on Vimeo and Flickr and Instagram. So if you like what you hear today, uh, be sure to look for us other places. And as this is uh, one of the ways you can get us is to download it for free, uh, from iTunes, be sure to put an iTunes comment there too. And I think that is all of our housekeeping. So the idea today is no matter where you are out in the world listening to us, that we take a a little bit and think about Laura Ingalls Wilder and Little House and all the good things that has done for us. So we're hoping that you'll call in and share your favorite Laura Ingalls Wilder experience. 
how you started loving Laura, the most unusual thing you ever did as a Laura fan, your yearly Laura-based traditions, like for instance, if you put out the um, the three kernels of wheat for uh, Thanksgiving, that would be an example of that. Uh, or just basically if you have any story that's Laura-related. And we also are open to questions. So if you have questions like about how you take a Laura vacation or if you've finished Pioneer Girl and you want to know what to read next, anything like that's fine too. And I just wanted to let you know also that if they actually do it, we're supposed to be getting a call in from the birthplace cottage or birthplace cabin where Laura was born up in Pepin, Wisconsin, where they are having a special event today. And uh, we're supposed to be getting one uh, from one of the people involved with the pageant down in Mansfield. So we'll have to see if they actually call in, but I hope so. And we have a caller. So this is exciting. And area code 417, you are on the air. Go ahead. You're on the air with uh, Trendle Bedtails. Hello. Yep. Yes, this is Laura Camp with the Laura's Memories Pageant. Oh, yay. See, I just mentioned that hopefully you were going to be <laughs> calling. So, so um, in case you haven't uh, seen the Mansfield Pageant, it is really a great one. It has It's a lovely musical. I think the music of it was far better than the Guthrie musical play that was going around and they also have the best seats for lower back support which as you get older is a wonderful thing <laughs> so thank you for calling in today Laura well thank you so uh, did you want to talk about the pageant a little or do you have a favorite memory or something to share um, well I can go ahead and give us some information on the pageant we already have our uh, 2016 brochures ready and right. so uh, do you want the dates on that? or You sure can give us the dates. Turn the sound down on this because I'm hearing you in the background. Um, oh. The pageant this year is going to be in July. We have decided to set the pageant from now on the last three weekends in July and the first three weekends in September. So the dates will be July 15th and 16th, July 22nd and 23rd, July 29th and 30th. And then we will take a little hiatus while school is getting started around in this area. And then we will come back September 2nd and 3rd, September 9th and 10th, and again September 16th and 17th. Those are Friday and Saturday nights at 7.30 each evening. We'll have one morning performance at 10.30 a.m. on September 17th, and that's our Wilder Festival on the 17th in Mansfield, Missouri. And the show can, will be held in a nearby gym if it would happen to rain. I've been trying to get down there for Wilder Days for the last few years, and it's just really hard because I'm gone the weekend before for the Puppin Days. But I'm going to try and get down there this year. We will see what happens. 
Right. We uh, actually would like to come to some of the other pageants ourselves, but it seems like several of those are held at the same time we're holding ours or we're in the middle of rehearsals. Our auditions are tentatively set for the first Monday and Tuesday in June, which would be the 6th and 7th, uh, provided, you know, that the directors are able to do it at that time. That's what we generally do. And then we'll have five weeks of rehearsals after that. We rehearse three times a week. Well, I'm sure it it, it really is. A, I have seen it before, and it really is a great show. So do you have a Laura story to share with us, something about how you got interested in Laura or your favorite Laura experience or something like that? Well, um, I actually became more interested in it when I became involved in the pageant almost nine years ago. This will be my ninth season with the pageant. Um, I have acted the same, pretty much the same part throughout, throughout it. Um, our directors that wrote this put in a portion in the Olsen store scene with Mrs. Olsen, and I'm one of the ladies that comes to tea. And so, and I'm very mean and about it being cloudy and rainy outside. I'm the gloomy lady in the in the pageant, and so that's how I really became more interested in it. Of course, I had read the books as a child, and in the last two seasons. I worked at the Wilder Home in the bookstore, and so that even piqued my interest even more. And I have a lot of favorite memories from my two seasons there, and hopefully we'll go back again this season. So I have lots of memories from that of different people we've met along the way and all of the Lara fans and that type of thing. And, of course, the museum and the bookstore is moving into a new building this year, so that will be exciting as well. Yeah, it, it is really a, such a nice thing that in Mansfield they have come up with a plan to follow through, so sort of long range. It's really a nice thing to see that, to, set, to see that you set uh, and really made progress on it and to have the new building open after working on it for a long time will be exciting and uh, I think you're going to be moving into that March 1st and then actually uh, I I believe they're moving in now I mean I don't have all the details on that but it will it is scheduled to open March 1st as you know as we as they always have every year so it should be well you know weather permitting if we don't have any bad weather or anything in that time period, then it should open March 1st. And I do want to mention that uh, Lara's Memories, we celebrated our 25th year last year, so this will be our 26th season. And Ozark Mountain Players, the group that puts on Lara's Memories, is actually going to be 40 years old this year. So we will be celebrating our 40th anniversary for Ozark Mountain Players. Oh, so you had two big anniversaries right in a row. Right in a row, yes. We thought last year was the 40th along with the 25th, but then at looking back at the dates, discovered one of the directors discovered that it was only our 39th year as Ozark Mountain Players. They had done other type of pageants before Lara's Memories came around. And um, we actually have members 
that range from age 2 all the way up to 85 or 86 years old. Well, it's a, a big community uh, event, like all the pageants are, and uh, it's nice that it's been going for so long. It is definitely a, a well worth seeing. So Yes, it is a, a good organization, and it's very family-oriented. We all become a family throughout the summer uh, while we are rehearsing together and then performing together. And we fight just like families do, too. <laughs> <laughs> So um, living in Mansfield, do you um, does it seem like there's Laura everywhere you turn? Awesome. I actually live in Ava, Missouri, about 12 miles away from Mansfield, but I'm in Mansfield a lot with the pageant and, and also uh, with the job that I held at the Wilder Home, and then I substitute teach in the communities. And so I'm up there a lot. And, and you do see, you know, a lot. But then we, you know, have had a lot of people that have come visited both the Wilder Home and the Laura's Memories Pageant that really didn't even know it was there in Mansfield. So you still find people that didn't even realize that it was actually located there. So, you know, radio talks and podcasts are wonderful uh, advertisement for us as well. Well, we do what we can to get out the good word. As a local person, if someone was planning on coming to the pageant, where would you recommend they stay? Well, we have several places on our site. We do have a website I might mention uh, for the Laura's Memories pageant, and it's www.laurasmemories.com and there is no uh, apostrophe between the A and the S. It's, it's all one. Laurasmemories.com and we have several places that we recommend there. Um, there is a bed and breakfast in town and of course if you're coming Wilder Festival that's usually booked up really quick. Sometimes it's booked up the year before and so and it's uh, right in Mansfield, right on the square. It's called Weaver Inn. Wonderful people that run it, local people. Um, outside of town, there is also Laura Ingalls Wilder RV Park, which not is not part of the uh, Wilder home, but there's a wonderful couple that has taken it over and is running it, um, the Riddicks, and they actually are involved in the play as well and have been to the home many times. And so that would be a wonderful place if you have an RV or if you have tents or you want to camp out. There's also some cabins right there close to the RV park. And so that would be a good place also to stay uh, for families. And then we have several local hotels in the area. Ava, actually, where I live, has a motel that is very clean, very nice, and so they could stay there. And then there is one in Seymour, um, American Inn, that has been remodeled and re-renovated that is a good place. And then there's also other places probably um, outside of Mansfield and Seymour area. There are places, you know, as far away as maybe 18 miles, like Mountain Grove, Missouri, that they they could also stay. But the ones that I would recommend would be, you know, as close locally as they could. Okay. Well, uh, 
thanks for uh, calling in, Laura. I sure appreciate you sharing about the musical and helping us celebrate Laura today. Okay, you're welcome. Thank you. (laughs) Take care. You too. Okay. Uh, We also had had a a written uh, one entry come in from someone who wanted to share, and this is, and I'm sorry, Nicola, I'm probably going to just slaughter your name. Uh, Nicola Gaugan, G-A-U-G-H-A-N. I I truly apologize, but people get my name all wrong all the time, too, so it comes out even. Uh, She says, uh, I'm in the UK, so probably won't be able to join the show. However, I've been a Laura Ingalls Wilder fan since I was a child and read all of her books. Last year, I was given Pioneer Girl as a birthday present, which was lovely. The most unusual thing I ever did as a fan was to build my own log cabin, a model log cabin. I did it for my summer project when I was at middle school. I used sticks for logs and cut grooves so the sticks fitted together like logs. I used lolly sticks for the shingles on the roof. I made furniture and even made curtains and bedding. The front door even opened and I put acetate in the window for glass. I won uh, first prize, which turned out to be a book token. Well, that just really sounds pretty impressive, Nicola. If you have a picture of that, I'm sure we would be glad to share that because it really sounds uh, like you put a lot of detail work in there. And Wow, a lot of people logging in for like 30 seconds and then logging out again. Not quite sure what's going on. I hope you're not getting lost. If you are, uh, keep trying because we're going to be here for a while yet. And I just want to remind people that uh, if you want to call in, you can do it at 714-242-714-242-5253 or toll-free 1877 Six three three nine three eight nine. That's toll free one eight seven seven six three three nine three eight nine. You can also uh, enter into the chat room and ask a question there if you want to. And uh, that's about it for right now. I do have Facebook and Twitter open, so if you do uh, get want to send something that way. I will hopefully see it and uh, can read that too. So however you want to participate, we have lots of different ways open to you today. And with that, um, I guess what I'd want to share about my favorite Laura experience and I probably, you might have heard of this before, but my favorite Laura Ingalls Wilder experience was a few years ago. It was in Smet when I was walking down the road by the Ingalls Homestead. Now, I was there uh, for the Laura Ingalls Wilder New Perspectives Conference that Nancy Cleveland organized. And so I was there to present. So I wasn't in my Laura dress, but I was in a long skirt and, um, you know, nice shoes and was walking along and we'd gone down, we got around in the Ingalls homestead and we'd gotten down to the schoolhouse and rather than walk back around uh, or ride the wagon back or walk back around uh, through the prairie, we decided to 
uh, walk back up on the road. And I was walking along on there, and the way the land curved, you really couldn't see the homestead or anything up above that. It was just, and you couldn't really hear much. So it was just, it was wind and it was birds and the wind was tossing things around and you were walking along the road right there by the homestead and you just saw sort of the grass and heard the grasses go. And if you heard a sound in the distance, it was the wagons going and the horses clip, clop, clip, clop. And it just felt, it just felt like you had stepped back into the books and it was just the coolest feeling. And that is my favorite Laura experience ever. Now I've gotten to do a lot of cool stuff, mostly because I have a very supportive uh, family who started me getting to do things when I was little. Most people, I don't think, um, well, a lot of people aren't as lucky as I was. My mom, uh, starting when I was, oh, about uh, 10 or so, took us, started taking us around to all the home sites. So I had been to all of them except Malone and Kansas. And then other things happened. So I uh, got, once I got older and I ended up starting to go back on my own. So I've been able to go to the home sites a lot. And I've been able to attend special events like, um, they had a big DeSmet event a few years ago and had John Miller and, and Bill Anderson speak, and that was really cool. I've gotten to actually speak at some of the home sites, which I always really enjoy doing. And I just, it's, uh, there's been so many, so many cool things that you can do depending on what you're interested in, Laura, because there's certainly lots of stuff involved in different ways to do it. So let me just remind you again, if you are working on building up your nerve, the phone number is 714-242-5253. That's 714-242-5253 or toll free 1-877-633-9389. That's toll free 1-877-633-9389. And the ones we are looking for are your favorite Laura Ingalls Wilder experience, how you started to love Laura, the most unusual thing you ever did as a Laura fan, any yearly traditions that are Laura-based, uh, or anything Laura-related that you think would make a good story or that you want to share about Laura. So call in. Uh, write in in the chat room. We are looking for your stories. Um, now, if I was going to say uh, what when I started with the books, it was when I was really little. I really don't remember. Oh. We got a caller coming in, and you're saved for another one of my stories. Area code 612, you are on the air. Hey, Sarah. It's Andrea Michael West calling from the Little House Wayside in Pepin, Wisconsin. 
Oh, this is so great. There, I mentioned before that, that they're having an uh, event up in Pepin. So we've got Andrea calling in from on the scene right by the birthplace cottage. So how are things yeah. going today? I think you just you hit the jackpot in weather, at least down here. It couldn't be a nicer day. We did. It's actually really gorgeous and perfect here. It's uh, all in the upper 30s, and uh, so, yeah, warm enough that people could be throwing snowballs outside if they wanted to. And uh, um, it's, let's see, we have, I don't know, uh, 15, 16 people up here at the cabin right now, and we've got a fire going in the fireplace, and people are having uh, gingerbread and hot cider and other snacks. Well, I'm glad the fire or the uh, fire's going in the fireplace. I wasn't sure if it was functional or not. I'm glad it got you got it going. Is it got a good draw to it? Uh, it's getting there. It's getting there. The, um, the, yes, the is the fireplace functional was sort of a question on our minds too because nobody who is sort of active in the organization right now could ever remember a fire having been built in the fireplace. So. Uh, so that was a kind of an experiment this afternoon when we came over here and, and got got the place ready for the party. But it, it it's working okay um, and better as we've uh, kind of got it going and um, figuring out how to how to use it properly. Well, yeah, I'm glad. Uh, there was uh, a time when I worked at uh, Usher's Ferry, and they I thought a stove was in working condition and turns out it wasn't <laughs> and, and it was in a house that had that had two stoves hooked to the same chimney and they were actually hooked they just didn't have yeah. it, it was just capped so you couldn't get in so it the smoke was going up the stove where I started the the fire out uh-huh. the other stove and smoking up the place that was that was one of the most interesting <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's not good. No, this one, I'm glad that it was built. Yeah, I mean, it's got a, a you know, a fired ceramic like blue liner and place. You know, it's sort of yes, it looks like it was designed to to be functional with a little bit of alteration. We um, it's built of some of our local limestone, which isn't actually um, the best for uh, for the heat of a fire, so we did lay down a layer of fire brick and put a piece of steel at the back of it to just protect the the uh, the stone from being stressed by the, the heat of being used. But yeah, it looks it looks really awesome in here with the fire going fireplace. Well, I'm so glad. I hope there's chances that you can do that a little bit more often in the the coming years. Because if there's anything yeah. that makes a, a a home look homey, it's having a fire in the fireplace. Yeah, Not during sure. the summer. <laughs> so, uh, as the 149th anniversary of Laura's birth, is this a special yeah. thing? Um, well, I think it, uh, we're thinking of it as a dry run, really, for next year. Um, because next year, of course, our 150th, we need to do something really. Oh, hey, Roland Ritson's here, and he he says howdy. You want to talk to him? Oh. I'll roll another one. Okay. Here, hang on, hang on. Here, she wants to say hi. Here's Sarah. Hey, Sarah. Howdy. Hi. Hi, Roland. You're on the air. What do you want to share about Laura and being up at the birthplace today? No, I, this is the fourth year in a row I've been able to be up here, but it's it's great to be up here for a party and stuff. They're having a great time. So 
if people have never been out here when there's a fire and, you know, a little house in the woods, is, um, we've got the book up here and stuff and food. And I mean, it's just a, it's a great time. And I hope you can hear me. My voice is not great right now, but you know, it's, it's beautiful up here and the weather could not be better. It is, you know, it was like 50 degrees at noon and it's, you know, even now it's, you know, maybe like 35 or so. So it's, it's beautiful up here. Well, I, I just am so glad you guys worked out. I mean, I, Today, it would have been fine. That's one of the reasons I do the on-air party is because I have, you know, tried to do places or, you know, parties in real life, and the weather is an ice storm more often than not. So I am so glad that that did not happen today. Oh, yeah. I mean, last year, last year on this day, I mean, it was, I think, 10 degrees. Two years ago, I remember for sure I was here because the last three years I went from here to Walnut Grove to Desmet on Laura's birthday, and um, and I, I remember two years ago. I mean, I got here at like 6:50 in the morning, and it was minus five. Um, I mean, it was just bitterly, bitterly cold. But you no, know, it's the, the weather up here is beautiful today. And there's, you know, I mean, I think that there were 13 people here before. There's another five or five people who've walked in, and so it's good. So, is there snowpack up there? There is snow. Um, but not a ton, which, first of all, I should point out, they've been very good this winter. Um, I don't know if, if you saw, when I was lo- going from Indiana to um, to Rochester for my Mayo appointments, I stopped here at the wayside on my way through. And, and even then, on the 18th of January, I mean, they've just been very, very good about clearing the snow um, in front of the cabin. So, you know, the parking lot, in the past, it's not always been cleared, frankly, for the winter. But um, the parking lot is cleared. The, there's a path to the cabin. There's a path to the bathrooms out back. Um, but there's there's plenty of snow out here. And we were actually just talking, you know, one of the really, you know, simple things to do out here would be, you know, maybe having sleigh rides going on. Um, and there's plenty of snow to do that out here on a day like today. Um, maybe there wouldn't always be plenty of snow. But for now, um yeah, there's there's plenty of snow. We could have some sleigh rides going on while there's other stuff going on in here. So, I mean, there's, I think it's, you know, we were just talking, you know, this is a nice practice run for her 150th birthday. So, you know, it's it's a good thing to do. But, um, yeah, I did sleigh rides yesterday at Winterfest in Rochester, Minnesota, and there are so many people around this area who have teams, who have, you know, who are drivers and, and have sleigh. So it, it would be an easy thing to do up here. There was... Um... So since you mentioned Winterfest, they're, they're also having one over uh, near Lake Geneva, which is right outside Old World. Well, Old it's right near Old World, Wisconsin, which is uh, has their little house World Month, and they right. were plant they were parking cars on the lake, which turned out to be a really bad idea because the ice was too thin, and they had to tow like twenty cars out of it. That was well, the funniest I mean, piece of news I found this morning. I mean, it, it wouldn't yeah. be if it was your car, but it was a pretty funny thing. Absolutely. No, I mean, I asked Dave Dave Smith, um, who has the shop right next to the pickle factory down by the marina. Um, he and his wife, Jane, I, Dave was here earlier, and, and I told him I, I stopped just on my way over here today. I stopped by the marina just to see, and there were not a ton of cars and trucks out there, and I just kind of assumed it was because um, today's Super Bowl Sunday, and, you know, People weren't out there ice fishing, but he said there was a tournament here yesterday. Um, but if you go back and look at my pictures from last year when I was here on the 7th, there were probably 15 to 20 trucks out there and Jeeps, um, as well as all the ice huts 
um, fishing huts out there. But, um, you know, even today there's, you know, there are probably like 10 fishing huts out there. Um, but so there's plenty of ice out there on the lake. Um, but I know what, when I go, and you'll see it again when I go up to Alaska um, next week, I'll be up there for the Iron Dog Snow Machine race. And um, you know, the, the restart of that race, the official start, takes place out on Big Lake north of Anchorage. And they, they park cars 100 to a lot you know, and space them out on the lake to, so that it's equally distributed because one year, you know, like 10 years ago, they had all these cars parked there and then realized, oh, crap, we've got 500 cars parked right beside each other. It's not a good idea. So No. Yeah. But no, oh, I... Um, oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, as someone who is... Um, well, a bit braver than I would be with winter driving. What do you think about visiting the home sites in winter? Do you think it's a good experience? Have you run into much difficulty with the weather and trying it? I mean, I think this is the first year in three years. I did it three years in a row. So this will be the first year, I guess, in four years. I can't. But, you know, I typically start the day in Pepin, go to Walnut Grove, pass through Walnut Grove, and then end up in Dismet. And I've never had problems, you know, as long as, you know, you've, you've got, you take your time and are smart and stuff. But I mean, it is, it's fun to be out in Dismet, you know, in the winter. Um, Joan and Tim and Anne are perfectly happy to have people roaming, you know, around um, the homestead. And, um, and, you know, you get a different kind of experience out there. You know, the same thing thing at Plum Creek. I, I will say, you know, there. I, I did go out to Palm Creek last year. I don't think you're actually supposed to do that. Um, but there was, you know, there wasn't enough snow out there to keep me from it. And I knew the Gordons wouldn't care that much. I wasn't going to be making a mess or anything. But, you know, you get to see these places in a different kind of way. You know, we all see them during the summer. But in the winter, as long as you're smart and stuff and, and you take the right vehicle, you're good. And then, you know, I mean, my gosh, Desmond is open. You know, the Memorial Society Memorial Society is open year-round, so you get a lot of time, you know, to go through the homes and school. You know what I mean? Like, it's, mm-hmm. there's no rush. You, It's just you and Bev walking through the, the homes and stuff. It's it's actually a fantastic time to visit. So that's that's my advice. Well, I will give a, a proviso, though, if you're going to try that as someone who has had other winter trips not in near as well be sure that you leave it time so that if you do hit bad weather you can stop and make sure you know where the hotels and motels are along the route not just the ones you're planning on stopping in but be aware how far it is to the next one because uh, you want to have options if you if bad weather would come up, but that oh is, for sure. I mean, very... I a couple year a couple years ago, I had to stop in Tyler unexpectedly. You know, it just it was really windy. It was I want I had wanted to take fourteen back because I wanted to stop and see um, Amy and Nicole um, at the museum and um, and have lunch at the bar. But you know, I had to stop, and so I stopped in Tyler. I mean, it's you have to use common sense. You have to, you know, you have to trust your gut. If you feel like you're driving down 14 and it doesn't look great, you got to stop. Patty Collins just chimed in. Thank you, Roland, for sharing the winter perspective of visiting the home sites. Well, tell Patty I said hello. 
I said, Howdy. Well, I think she must be listening. So you well, can tell her. So I just told her myself. So, um, hey, do you want to chat with Kitty for a second? Oh, um, sure. Give me one second. Good chat with you, Sarah. Thanks for doing mm-hmm. this. Well, while we're hey. waiting for him, oh. Hi, Sarah. Happy Laura Thank Ingalls you. Wilder birthday. Happy Laura Ingalls Wilder birthday to you, too. And are you up there uh, doing anything special at the cabin today? Well, I'm not quite sure what you've already heard, but we have a lovely spread on the table that's a tablecloth and lamps lighted and homemade cheese and bread and gingerbread, of course. Uh, and hot drinks, and it's it's mild. Somebody said it's about 40 degrees, so it's really quite comfortable in here with the fire going. And uh, there were let's see, I have I have 17 total. Some have left already. The forecast is a little bit dicey uh, for later this afternoon. So one of the people well, that's who too bad. I was thinking. I was thinking you really hit the jackpot. It's beautiful here. I was worried well, we about you. The, we hit the jackpot compared to the annual meeting on Tuesday, which was the blizzard blew in, and so we had to postpone that. But uh, it's, well, just, it's really lovely to see this happy group of people celebrating uh, and the fire that gives such a warm glow to the cabin. And it is, you know, what it must have been like. Although we yeah. were just, I just, we were just commenting that, you know, maybe for having a baby, it's it's a little close uh, for having a whole bunch of people in the space. So my yeah, I, baby sent the sent Mary and other family members over to Uncle Henry's. The yeah, they might have to. It it can be a little messy. And they probably did because there's at least a pretty solid theory. The reason Pa took the girls out to look at uh, look for Indian beads in Little House in the Prairie was Laura remembering them getting rid of her while baby Carrie was born so that the kids weren't right there. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, it's just, just too much too much tension, too close, but... Mm-hmm. Anyway, this was just lovely today. Well, I was nice so glad to hear, celebration. I was so glad to hear that the fireplace worked because I just wasn't sure if it would or not, and that's always such a nice. It, it just makes it such a welcoming thing in a cabin. I think. Well, yeah, I know the, of course, the China Shepherdess is the the symbol of home in all the stories, but. The fire in the hearth is also a really strong cultural symbol of home. So it's home today. Well, I'm sure it's just lovely. So with uh, the 150th anniversary coming up next year, uh, for those of you who don't know, Kitty is one of the moving forces behind the Laura Days in Pepin and uh, usually is there demonstrating her tinsmithing abilities, which are fantastic. She even will make you your own little tin cup if you want. 
usually not live, but she has some tin cups there if you want them. Uh, so do you have anything in the works for the 150th next year yet that you want to hint at? Uh, you know, or am I, I catching you off? We're just having a lot of fun brainstorming during this little party today. And I think what we're doing here today is a, a trial run to see what the what the possibilities are. But I think you'll have to you'll have to keep your eyes peeled and your ears open for real plans. Brainstorming is often unrealistic when it gets right down to it. Yes, it is. But but we were, we're enjoying we're enjoying imagining, you know, sleighs and all sorts of good old-fashioned things. Of course, coming up in April, and again, I don't know what you've already heard, uh, so we're having a sugaring-off dance uh, up at the Pleasant Corner Schoolhouse, which, if you read Pioneer Girl, that's the school that Laura attended with her carpenter cousins uh, and a boy named... um, Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Uh, well, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Boy, she bit a boy's tongue <laughs> at, the Pleasant, at the Pleasant Corner School. And uh, the building that is there now is was built a little more recently, but that is the location of that school. And that is where the Sugary Loft Dance is going to be, April 2nd. Okay. Well, I, I knew they were, were, were you were working on a dance, but I hadn't heard that the final day was set. So, April second, great. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. I have a program that day, or I'd try and get up there. Oh yeah, well that's yeah. It's just scheduling has been a little bit problematical because there is something else every day. But that's the day that will work for the that location in this area. So anyway, so has anybody sung happy birthday? They haven't. And you know, know, it's out of copyright now. They proved that it had been published. Yeah, they proved that it had been published before the, the cutoff date and what is automatically held. So the company that has been, uh, giving uh or charging people to use happy birthday is having to face a bunch of lawsuits. Oh. I'm sorry, I'm well, laughing at it because I thought it yeah, was well, funny because they were that's good. But that brings up we were talking earlier before we that before this little party started about what people might have sung or done for a happy birthday in Laura's time when she was a child. Do you have any knowledge about that? Well, I do, but I haven't read my notes lately. Uh, (laughs) I know that a lot of times it was many happy returns, which people don't say as much anymore, uh, Uh that the birthday cakes were a thing by the um, late 19th century. And... If I had looked at my notes, I could give you a date on the candles when they started, the little birthday cake candles started. But as I do not have my notes, see, if I if I was, 
I was coming from the house today. If I was coming from my building, I could run over and get my reference book. That'll so me not to. Uh, no. But yeah, it's, uh, we, it's, we didn't uh, bother with the candles. 150 would be kind of, or 149 would be kind of excessive anyway. But we do have some candle light, and we had gingerbread, and try to do the birthday cake thing, but we were talking about doing a happy birthday song because that's how we know to celebrate. Uh, let's see if I can get a group together. Can we sing? Okay. Well, great. (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) All right. So here, this is Andrea again. I'll I'll hand the phone back to you. Are we done? Are we moving on to others? Um, Well, there's nobody else on the line, but if you guys have something else to say, you can. We've got uh, about 14 minutes left. Okay. But I don't expect you to fill all of it. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Yeah, well we've uh, we've been talking a little bit about uh our planning for next year. So I think we'll some good ideas to do uh fun stuff for the hundred and fiftieth. What uh so uh do you have anything that's solid yet that you can tell people about? Well, uh, having uh, now that we now that we know the fireplace works, we will absolutely <laughs> uh, we will uh, absolutely be uh, doing a fire in the fireplace again. And uh, the gingerbread was very well received. We had two different recipes that uh, that we sampled, and so we'll we'll definitely do that again. So food and firelight for sure. You know, so many things are dependent upon the weather. So if we have cooperative weather, we can do uh, playing in the snow things outside. And um, then uh, Roland was noting he uh, he met up with a bunch of people who have um, working uh, sleighs and sledges, you know, for for doing like a horse-drawn sleigh ride. So we'll probably try to do something like that for next year because that would be pretty cool to you know kind of go go around the environs here of the house in that way. Yes, that does sound really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So um, do you think that your big event next year is going to mostly be on the actual birthday, or are you going to try and do something in the summer when think, more people may be driving around? Yeah, well, that's that's a great question. I mean, I know, you know, for next year, the 150th, um, We'll definitely be marking that at the festival, you know, at Laura Angle's Wilder Days in September. Um, so that'll that that for sure. Um, next year we won't. Uh, her birthday does not land on a weekend. Yeah, her actually February seventh. I think it might be a maybe it's a Tuesday or something next year. So so we'll we'll choose our date to do our birthday party celebration. That'll be either you know on the weekend before or after and. Uh, yeah, but I, I think people would definitely be looking forward to the um, the festival in September here in Pepin for our 
most significant marking of Laura's birthday, 150. Well, I'm so glad that things went well for it today and that you got some people and the weather was good because I think it is really cool. And I sure appreciate you calling in because uh, it, well, because I appreciate anybody calling in. (laughs) It's always, ah, is anyone going to call? But especially because I think it was really cool to have people calling in from the actual birthplace cabin. I think that was really neat. So thank you for for the invitation to call in. So, yeah. Well, see, Kitty actually brought a copy of uh, uh, Little House in the Big Woods with her. And I think she, she... found a passage that she thought might be a good one to read on Laura's birthday, if you are interested. Um, I don't think we better do that, just because okay. uh, we don't clear the rights with anybody, and if it's uh, very long at all. But Okay, okay. Yeah, I have no idea what you, what you found. So. Okay, well, thank you anyway. Yeah. And... Um, if that's did anybody have anything else they particularly wanted to share, or yep, are you? That's super good. Okay. Well, thank you very much, and I uh, hope you are having a happy Laura Ingalls Wilder birthday. We are. Same to you. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye. And there it goes. Okay. Uh, thank you again for calling in up at Peppin. And we do actually have another uh, message here from uh, Gina Tarana. And I probably mispronounced your name too, Gina, and I shouldn't, but I have mostly, I don't think I ha- have ever had to say it out loud. I just see it written all the time. So uh, she says that my favorite little house experience is taking Nancy Cleveland to Mary Power Sanford's burial spot and the soaking wet feet we had afterwards. Uh, Lee Johnson's burial spot was was my most unusual experience and the most unique was viewing the locket photos of Taylor P.P. Power and his wife. So it does sound like Gina's done some interesting things too. And just to give one more chance, if you are somebody who's been hemming and hawing, do I want to call in or don't I want to call in? This is going to be about your last shot. So let me give you the numbers one more time. It's 714-242-5253. That's 714-242-5253. Or toll free, one 877 Six three three nine three eight nine. That's toll free, one eight seven seven six three three nine three eight nine. And you can. We also have the chat room going. So if you have a chat that you want to, or if you want to say something and don't want to have to talk, you can put it in there. And I have also been monitoring um, my Twitter account and my Facebook. Uh, in case that someone wanted to uh, send something that way too. So I hope, okay, nothing on Twitter. I hope that everybody has been enjoying the birthday party today and uh, that 
uh, and I thought somebody else was calling in, but they were not. Um, so I want to thank everybody who has participated here today. We got a little bit more time yet, but uh, I want to, uh, but. I thought it was a good time to say thank you to everybody who has called in and again to encourage anybody else if you want to. So I guess the next question that I didn't answer was how did you start loving Laura? And I get asked that a version of that question a lot when I'm doing interviews and things. And it's just, it's, or why do you love Laura so much? And it's a really hard question for me because I don't understand why other people aren't as obsessed with it as I am. It really, I, I don't understand it at all, but um, really kind of started before I can even really remember. And somebody told my mom that uh, if, since she, when she found out she was going to have a little girl that she needed to get a set of these books and so she went and uh started looking for them at garage sales Uh, we had a lot of garage sale stuff uh, when i was a kid and she slowly gathered up a set of the books and uh, my grandma utah read them to me and my granny read them to me and i think they read them a little bit at home more more at the grandmother's though and I just was really taken with them and wanted to read them again and again. And so we did. And my grandpa, Utah, built me a little covered wagon. And um, my grandma, Utah, made me a little doll to ride in it. And my granny made me a Laura dress to wear. And uh, my uh and my grampy paid just did all sorts of of he was very patient <laughs> and did all sorts of stupid stuff I asked him to that I'm sure that he was rolling his eyes over behind his hand, but he he was always a really good sport about helping me with stuff and teaching me how to do things and he's the one who taught me how to do ginger water and uh my mom was really, really great. She always held that if you had a kid that was interested in something, that you go out of your way to support that. So she took us to, as as I mentioned earlier, about all the lore site, and um, she knew nothing about the pageants or anything like that. And she found a friend of hers who had a Laura letter, and she got me a copy of that. And... um, just we we went all over the Midwest on Laura trips. My mom always said that um, she said two things about our our vacations when we were growing up. She said first off they ought to pay us to go there because it always storms. So whoever's having a drought should have us come on vacation. And the other thing was that we always end up in uh, some graveyard looking for dead wilders. <laughs> And uh, I pointed out that sometimes they were ingles, uh, but that didn't seem to make a whole lot of difference. And actually, we we were we visited famous graves of other people too. But it was uh, that was always her big thing that we're ending up here again, looking for some dead wilder. And let's see. 
So this is the last call. If anybody wants to call in, if anybody wants to make a comment in the chat room, if anybody wants to uh, send a message on Facebook or on Twitter, this is it. This is your last chance for the year. Uh, we had had a request last year for us to try to do this again for an Almanza Wilder party, but uh, we didn't get one person to call in. So I think uh, we'll probably stick to the Laura party for now, uh, unless we get some people who promise faithfully to call in. We're going to have um, another Travel Times episode yet this month. And then I've been talking with all sorts of different people. I think we're going to have a full episode about the Mansfield pageant, I hope. We're hopefully going to be having one about the Walnut Grove pageant. Um, I want to have someone come in to talk about uh, doing maple syruping. Um, we've got... I'm trying to get something worked out with, so we can do one on the history of the Ingalls Homestead. And uh, our new and the new director at the Longest Water Memorial Society in Smet. So we've got uh, quite a few things coming on. And to check those dates, you can always check me out on Facebook at Trundlebed Tales and Twitter at Trundlebed Tales, on my blog at trundlebedtales.wordpress.com, and my website. Though I must admit, I need to go through and do a major update of my website. I haven't um, done that lately. And um, you can also, you know, find me around the web at Google and Vimeo and Instagram and Flickr and YouTube. Um, and that is going to be about it. So I just want to thank everybody who came out for uh, our on-air birthday party. If uh, you didn't get up the nerve to call this time, but think you will want to next year, we will do this all again. Uh, for upcoming episodes on ones where I'm doing it myself, I'm really going to try and keep to the Sunday afternoon at about 2 p.m. time slot and see if we can get a few more live listeners that way. And also uh, we'll... But the ones where we have guests will kind of depend on the guests. We'll see what we can do with that. And as always, if you don't call in live, you can always catch the archive, either streaming on the website or download it for free from iTunes. Thank you all for joining me today. Happy birthday, Laura Ingalls Wilder. And remember to brighten the corner where you are. <laughs> Thank you.